Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. After some time off, the guys are back with the summer recap series to cover all things sports before the NFL season starts. On this three-part episode, the guys will be breaking down NBA free agency drama. And we'll be making some very early forecasting for the NBA. See how Jalen reacts to his Timberwolves making free agency moves? Find out how he feels. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, we're back for the first time in a while. Good to be back yes. on here with you. So we're going to have a little three-part NBA offseason extravaganza and talk about all the madness that has occurred since we last spoke. Jalen, how are you doing today? Doing good. Um, you know, just taking in all the NBA craziness that's been going on, like literally no breathers when it comes to the NBA. You know, last time we talked, uh, we were just finishing up the finals, getting ready to talk about the draft. And now here we are, like I think almost a week after the draft, NBA free agency has already exploded everywhere. We're going to get into all that, as you guys probably, as Colby already knows, he's ready for it. Um, so, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sitting back and just watching all this happen, you know, and Insane. like, I don't know if I told you this, but last Thursday, we just hit the 10 week marker for the NFL return. We're less than 10 weeks away from the NFL. That's crazy. We'll have plenty yeah. of time to get into all of that, but I think that is to say, I think we have to, I don't know if we've done this, I guess we've done this only once or twice, but a full NBA episode, I would say this time, it's our three-part extravaganza. Oh yeah, that's going to be more, probably, yeah, I was about to say, it's been a, been a, we've been doing a little bit of NBA, but I think this might be the first in a while for our full NBA breakdown. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to give you a little breakdown of it, Jalen, again, we're going to, Obviously, we'll start with KD, but uh, we're going to get into all the big moves that have been happening, Play, and uh, we're going to do a little future forecasting maybe later on. But obviously, like we said, first thing we've got to do is start with KD. Shockingly, demands a trade from Brooklyn. It all falls apart. Uh, really just insane how that all fell apart so quickly after they mortgaged their whole future on it, gave up all their good young players and all their draft picks just for it to uh, completely fall apart. Uh, so we'll talk about it from the net side of things too a little bit, but what was your reaction just initially when the, the bomb hit before we get into this game here? Um, So kind of not surprised, you know, I mean, we, I've, a lot of us have, I feel like we've been hearing a lot of rumors for a while about the whole KD thing. I feel like he's just tired of all the drama around it, but I mean, the drama is going to follow him wherever he goes. I hope he knows that, but he does. But uh, yeah, it's just, you know, the net, like you said, and that it's, I talked about this probably when they first got KD and Kyrie was, I think they were going to turn out to be just like when they had KG and Paul Pierce, when they got all those old heads again. I, I kind of, I like the feeling that I got that part right. That didn't work out for the Nets. But um, now it's just you no know, hands put together praying that he just stays out of the West, you know, hopefully <laughs> hopefully the heat trade goes through or something, which uh, again, is not going to be the most fun thing. To, that's like, the most boring play. one. I hope he does not go to the heat. I know. And it, it just <laughs> sounds like another, you know, another classic Kevin, Dur Kevin Durant, you know, just bring his way to another, trying to get another ring, slithering his way to another ring. I got some bad news for you. I think it's going to end up in the West just because I'm not totally sure, but I feel like there's a lot of spots that make sense. Um, 
So yeah, I want to get into, we're going to do a little matchmaking. Now, like I said, the most crazy part about this, like Kevin Durant, this situation compared to what it's happened in the past is like, the Nets have a lot more, obviously they're screwed. They have to trade him, but they have a lot more leverage than teams trading away superstars usually do. Like, I don't think he has a no trade clause. Um, and it's not like AD where he only had one year on his deal. So he could be like, don't trade me here. I'll just leave after a year. Like Katie has four years on his contract. And I, because of the, he doesn't have the no trade clause, the Nets at least have some say in where they send him. And they're going to get an insane haul from wherever it is. They're going to have to trade an absurd amount to get Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Nets are still trying, they're trying to find a way to keep themselves relevant. Uh, Obviously, I think a lot of people thought the Royce O'Neal thing was probably the first sign that this thing was going to blow all up and all that. But it it's, you know, just not looking good for the Nets, you know, like they like you said, they went all in future like future picks. You know, they still got Joe Harris is still there. But I mean, like, that's not even comparing, you know, to what you're about to lose with KD and Kyrie. So I. It's, it's tough. It's just tough. It's tough one to swallow if you're in the Nets, especially when you had such good momentum going when you had D'Lo, and then you just scrapped Thank all God. of it. You scrapped Fire all Kenny Atkinson. everything. Kenny Atkinson and, and it's, all. It turned things around, was slowly building. <laughs> yeah, they were they were on the right path, too, and then just gone, like literally for it to get swept out by the Boston Celtics and then lose in the semifinals to the Bucks. Man, that's insane. it. That's it. <laughs> like that was it. It's insane. All that gone. And D'Lo was hype. Like they were unre- they were unveiling jerseys. They, each other. they were building. They were young. Yeah. They finally were- had gotten all their picks back. They finally had picks again after all those years of giving them to the Celtics. Yeah, this was when they had Karis Levert too, Jared Allen. Like they had some dogs, like now dogs, like some good relevant names out in the league. And Nope, they wanted Katie Kyrie and James Harden. To not sell your soul. And the best part about it is Ben Simmons. It was like an hour, less than an hour after Ben Simmons was like, yeah, I'm so ready to play for next season. I have great, yeah. you know, it's going to be very great, you know, great vibes. I saw on my phone, it was like, fan, Nets fans should be looking forward to this. 30 minutes later, Katie has requested the trade. <laughs> ben Simmons is at least something. He, he is kind of an interesting part of all this uh for the nets but yeah that was really funny um so you ready to try a little of the matchmaking sorry did you have more? yeah let's hear it let's hear it. hang on before i do i want to show you like i do i did take a picture of it it says right here ben simmons feels incredible one hour ago and then it was like 39 minutes ago hang on it's gonna be the bottom two my phone can adjust oh it's the camp pictures oh my <laughs> All right, well, whatever. It's not there, but it was literally two yeah. notifications, like, back-to-back. Back. It was hilarious. Yeah. All right, you ready? Well, so we're not going to get into the exact financials of all of it, though we'll look at them. But to do, I thought to make this matchmaking here a little bit more fun, we would just, to as we toss our ideas around, throw up the good old uh, classic ESPN trade machine here. Uh, just to oh, look. I've never seen this before. Oh, you've never seen the trade machine? No, this is cool. Classic. Yeah. It's basically like 2K franchise. I mean, without the ratings and everything. It does look old school. Yeah. Yeah. So, Definitely but it's just contracts. Um, so, yeah, we got Brooklyn up here. 
So I thought we would talk about some potential destinations. Now, I don't think it shows you the picks on here. So obviously take into account a billion picks, but we just talk about some of the destinations that we think would make the most sense or most likely from our perspective of KD would be all right playing there. They could still be a contender, but the Nets could also get a considerable haul in return. So I want to start by asking you, what was the first kind of feeling after this all had been out for a while, the team that you kind of thought of that you felt like would make a lot of sense? Um, made sense would probably be something that you wouldn't want to put next to my take, but it was one, I was one of the guys that did buy into Damian Lillard putting in those Portland pictures of him and KD. Cool. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, I thought that was kind of hype, but as many people have told me, it makes zero sense for him to go to Portland, you know, but, but he'd be that under was con- just, they'd have him and Dame under contract. I have him and, and Free Simmons. Those were like my argument. I was like, yeah, you would have Dame and Free Simmons. Like you, the ball would be moving around, they just you know, you're bringing it up right here. You got, I mean, yeah, that's, that's literally about it. That's all you would have. Hayden Sharp I mean, was the seventh pick in the draft. He has high ceiling. They would definitely give up him. They would give up Simmons, who they just signed. Oh, I didn't mean to click on that. I was about to say, Anfrey Simmons was good coming off. They still have Nurkic. They have some interesting pieces. They could give up. I mean, I don't even know if the Nets would want Nurkic, though. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. they have Ben Simmons still. Um, they just got Jeremy Grant. I guess and they just got, got Jeremy. That's actually a good pickup, too. Nazir Little, maybe. I don't know how good he is. Probably Josh Hart. Um, so, I mean – you're not left with an amazing team, but Dame, Katie, and Nurkic. I mean, I would send Bledsoe. Thank you, contender. Bledsoe would go. You think also? Send Bledsoe and st- try and send Bledsoe instead of you know Anthony. I mean, we don't have to make like the money work. NBA GMs are like smarter than us, but I'm just saying like for what they could. Oh, where the fuck did it go? There we go. Sorry about that. It's all good. Don't where stress. It could it. Realistically, go. Um, see, I think I agree that the Blazers are kind of interesting, and it would be cool. I just don't. I don't know if they have quite enough to make the move or if katie really wants to go there but it would be cool oh they got roco on exempt that's cool so yeah but yeah that was the that was one of the ones that, that came into my mind was you know dame and uh dame and him coming back together yeah so i think that would be definitely interesting to see katie in portland i do think it's kind of a long shot um it's interesting that sun's in Heat were the two places he obviously wanted to go. Um, from that perspective, I think the Suns make more sense than the Heat personally, just because I feel like they have better assets, to be honest, than Miami does. They have some pretty good players that are young. I feel like they're the same, you know, very similar assets. You know, both teams just have young cores, but I don't know. Like, uh, for example, I feel like. You have Hero that you can shop, and Hero is probably like you know the highest asset for the Heat, you know, for them. And which I, uh, for me, I, I hesitate just to shop Hero because I would try to, sh- I would try to send out Lowry before I send out Hero. Yeah, I mean, you have to give him Hero. There's but no- yeah, I was about to say you'd probably have to give him Hero. Um, you're keeping Bam according to the trade that Durant wants. He wants to keep Bam, Butler, and Lowry. Those have to be the three guys to stay. So I'm sure he, if Kevin Durant gets exactly what he wants. (laughs) I mean, no, I'm no, I'm just saying like, that is right. Those are his conditions. Quote unquote. That's why I was like, 
I would have tried to cap Hero instead of Lowry, but understand probably the veteranship on that decision. You'd probably get um, Nikola Jovic. Yeah, I was about to say, get the new Nikola. <laughs> um, but I feel like you would have to give him one of those three guys, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like, because like you have Duncan Robinson and Hero. That's, not, you know, meh. It's not like the Heat. Maybe, maybe PJ Tucker. <laughs> like, you know, maybe throw him PJ Tucker too. I don't like, even have him anymore. He left. Oh, well, there you go. See? Yeah, like I just don't feel like the Heat have the assets. Like Brooklyn could definitely get better deals that, from other teams that aren't the Heat, if we're being honest. Um, let's see. I don't know. So Let's see how the Suns would look. What would the Suns look like? Right, after this, I have one that was one of the first ones that I thought of that I was surprised wasn't being talked about more, but that I think would make a lot of sense. So – yeah. All right. So Kevin Durant to the Suns. See, like I said, because with the Suns, you have to do a sign and trade with Aiden. Um, so if you do a sign and trade, you get Aiden, you have to give up Mikhail Bridges, which like that's already to me, Aiden and Mikhail Bridges is better than Hero and Jovic and Duncan Robinson. Like just as far as the players you're getting. Yeah. And then you throw who else? I don't know. Other people in here, maybe campaign. Get rid of Crowder, of goodness, college. for the sake of. And keep, I like, I don't know if the Nets would have. So, like, probably some, those two, the main pieces, some other role players, and a bunch of picks. I mean, I, I still feel like the Nets could do better if KD's more open to going to other places. But, like, I don't know. What do you think about him going to the Suns? I mean, it's like you said, it's all based around that DeAndre Ayton sign and trade. Um, it would help a lot if they got that, but um, let's say they didn't get DeAndre Ayton. I mean, it's like you said, they still do have the players to deal, to go and chase them out there, you know, even if they were to somehow not get Ayton. Um, but besides that, I was about to say, I still think the Suns, regardless of probably if they were to make this move. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like they're cursed, man. Chris Paul might be cursed, but not, no logic based in that take, but very. The, <laughs> no, man. Booker, Chris Paul, and KD would probably. Chris Paul does not have to do that much. <laughs> yeah, at that point, he wouldn't have to do much. But then also you're relying on your bench again heavily that you're somewhat trading off. So. That's the trade-off, man. That, that, that that's the thing about these star trades. It's can they make? Usually, in Durant's case, he'll make up for all four of these guys. They all make up for. Well, so. Yeah, I think I feel like Phoenix out of the two is more likely than Miami because of that. Um, see, I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be very interesting to see where he ends up. I think it's interesting for his legacy too because. I mean, the whole thing, he left Golden State, he wanted to do it his own way, build his own thing and win a title, kind of get rid of that narrative about joining the Warriors. Like, I think the coolest thing would be if he went to somewhere, even if he went to a smaller market, like, I don't know if he would ever do that, but if he would be willing to go to like a good small market team like Memphis or something that like hasn't won a title or just any team that like hasn't won a title, they have a good enough core, he goes there, wins one. Like, I feel like that would be huge for Katie. Um I don't know where all he would be willing to go, though. Hmm. Well, another team I had in mind was OKC. Let's go back home. (laughs) I was about to say, why not go back home? You know, 
we talked about it a little bit, I think, before, and it was like we were talking about uh, would OKC be more open to Durant or Ross coming back? And I think we both said Durant. So, uh, first of all, I would not put Shea on the board because, you know, that's probably their whole thing going forward is Shea. You're gonna I have don't to know. Find I've heard they might want to move work with that. Why would he go to OKC when he doesn't have any help around there? So Josh. You know, you're gonna have to give up Josh. I know Peter you're gonna have to give, I was about to say you're gonna have to give up something, and that would you give up Holgrim at this point? You know, you Just, probably have to. I mean, yeah. I was about to say, get rid of him. Holgrim, you probably have to give up Josh Giddy too. Give him Ty Jerome and Lou Dort. Lou Dort, sure. You have to. The Nets are not gonna do. I mean, you're gonna give him if you give him if Katie's willing to do this, but you give him Chet, Lou Dort, Giddy. And all a ton of those insane amount of picks that you still have. I mean, that's a better offer than like a lot of other teams are going to be able to put together. That is, it is yeah. Offer wise, yeah. I really like. I feel a lot, a little bit better about my franchise blowing up from the Nets if I get Josh Giddy, Holmgren, and a bunch of picks. And I'm just like, all right, we got Ben Simmons. We'll try it, or we can get rid of him if that doesn't work. We at least have something to start with. Yeah, because I was about to say you gotta have someone helping out with Kevin Durant. You can't. You're not gonna get rid of Shea right when you get Kevin right in the door, you know. But as you can see, that cast around him still remaining is still abysmal. Yeah, that's like, not winning a championship. Darius Baisley, <laughs> Ty Jerome, Pokovitsky, nah. So for that reason, yeah, I say they're probably not. They're probably crossed off the list, but. I do think it would be cool. So the team that I thought of, and I'm surprised isn't getting more attention, that I think would make a lot of sense from both sides as far as what they could get, is Toronto. I think, obviously, Kawhi went there and won. They have a good a core that was good enough to make the playoffs despite not really having, like, a true superstar. Like, Siakam is great, um, but, like, he's definitely, like, a two on a championship team, as you've seen. He can be that. He was. But he's not going to be the one on a championship team. You got Van Vliet, who was an all-star. OG Ananubi. You have Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year, maybe the best player in last year's loaded draft, which we'll talk about that later when we do the future forecasting. Last year's draft by Caden, that was nasty. But, I mean, you still have a good core. If you give them, like, Scotty Barnes, that's a great starting point. OG Ananubi. God, I hate this thing. Sorry. And then you throw him like maybe Gary Trent or some of these other young guys that they got, like Precious maybe, and a bunch of picks. I mean, that's not a bad offer. And like if I was KD, I don't know if he's cool with going to Canada, but I mean, I would think about that. If I can have Van Vliet and Siakam, if you can keep both of them out of the trade, KD, Van Vliet, and Siakam could win the East for sure. I would think you, I, would, I like that. I do like the Raptors idea. Uh, my thing is, I like to keep I like to keep Scotty Barnes because, like you said, he just popped off. But I'll put Siakam try, probably trade Siakam over there for a little more value because Kevin Durant's taking that position. So if you have Scotty Barnes, he can you know, play the three though. He's he can do either. Because who's their big man? Who's the five? Oh, it's uh, this dude, Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher. Oh, it says power. This is PF. Though. That's why. Yeah, I don't know. Like you know, the positions are kind of fluid. That's like their big dude though. Um, okay so he's meh but only thing is like i agree with you that like barnes is the best piece they have like if you want to get kd you're probably gonna have to give him barnes i feel like because barnes has more value than siakam to me 
Siakam's been hooping, man, for a while. He's, he's been improving every year. But I also just feel like the Nets, like, oh, I got to schedule the next meeting. Uh, got the... Go ahead. I was about to say, he produces and, like, he produces and everything at the same position as Durant. So I wouldn't see the problem of having him go over there, you know. And I mean, it would be nice to have both Siakam and Durant, but I feel like they, like, it would be pretty much like two skinny dudes just going at it, you know. Yeah. Down low, which could work. I mean, but at the same time, why not? I mean, like I said, Durant's coming in to take that spot. You might as well just boot him out because I feel like that'd be also a little awkward because Siakam's the younger one trying to do his thing. And then you just bring in the vet, which is also, again, that's that's the thing about these trades. That's why I'm like always like hesitant on it. I'm like, oh man, gotta keep those young guys so you can keep that thing going, like try and keep what you got going. But when you trade for someone like this, it's like got to give that up. See, so, I, did, I, so like, I, you would rip off that bandaid of Scotty Barnes. I would rip off the bandaid of Siakam because, like you said, we've seen more of Siakam already. Higher, higher ceiling for Scotty Barnes. I'll try and keep Scotty Barnes if I'm the Raptors as much as possible. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I disagree with you just from the point that, like, to me, if I'm the Nets, like, I'm giving you Kevin Durant, like. I'd rather, and if, if I'm the Nets, I would much rather want Scotty Barnes because he's a lot younger, just coming to the league. And like, if I'm the Nets, I, I'm losing Kevin Durant. I'm going to also get rid of Kyrie, obviously, because I don't want to deal with his bullshit while I'm rebuilding. Um, so, like, to me, it's more valuable to have like a player on Scotty Barnes's level where he's just coming into the league. It's just for the timeline. Because Siakam, like, the Nets probably know they're going to be probably pretty not the best this first year without them. So I feel like it would take Scotty Barnes and like Siakam's more of a true four, whereas, and he shoots well, and KD can play the three. I feel like KD would want to keep Siakam and Van Vliet because those guys have the championship experience. They've both been all-stars. And I feel like KD and Siakam would be lethal on offense. Like the spacing of that would be great. Like, cause they can both shoot the lights out. Like they're both just bucket getters. And I feel like they would flow really well together. I'm not disagreeing with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not disagreeing. It's just, I feel like the you have this nice prospect in Anfrey Simmons. You, we've seen the ceiling of Siakam. Um, I just want – I just feel like if you give it – like you said, you're the Nets. You do want someone like Anfrey Simmons. But I, it can work out. But at the same time, like I said, I feel like keeping Anfrey Simmons for the Raptors would be nice because then you would have him, Van Fleet, both directing, facilitating, and everything just like – feeding the ball to Durant and it's just like I feel like that would just give the ball movement way more flow you know than relying on a bigger guy you're already giving him a precious Achua as well you know so you're gonna be already getting smaller yeah might as well I mean I agree with yeah I get what you're saying like I do agree with you from the point if I'm the Raptors like I'd keep Scotty Barnes over Siakam if I had the choice because, like, Scotty Barnes and KD on the wing would also be just lethal. So It's a good idea, though. Let's just – I would like to say that Raptors – going to the Raptors would be a nice I, nice spot for them that's not being talked about. I do agree with that. Like, like that is a really – that's a good take. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm saying, like, KD, Van Vliet, Siakam, like, as your core three, like, that team to me is, like, co-favorites with Milwaukee to win the East. Milwaukee, Boston, and that team would be the clear front runners. I mean, if we're talking about teams that don't get the same respect, uh, why not Cleveland? 
That's I mean, crazy. if we're talking about just like random like places on the up and coming. So you, think- I mean, I was about to say they have some, they have young players that they can toss over back. I mean, yeah, they got players they can toss every. Look at that. If Katie went to Cleveland, that would look be at wild. this. Look at all these players they can shop around: Kevin Love, Jared Allen, Karis Levert, Lowry Markinen, Darius Garland, Mobley. Let's give the Nets all their players back. Sexton, Rajon Rondo. You're telling, dude, you got so many. Ed okay, Davis. Rondo. Is all right. So here's what I they got: Osman still. <laughs> you can't give up Garland if you're the Cavs. He's the one I feel like you can't move. And would mo- you move Sexton finally? Yes, Sexton is gone. He's in the trade. I would get rid of marketing. Do you think you can afford – you think you can get away with not giving them Jared Allen back? They have, Oh, yeah, marketing probably gone. You got to give, like, some young promise. Like, the Nets would probably – You'd have to give back either – you would have to give back Levert or Allen. One of those two would probably have to go back. I mean, if the Nets – the Nets are going to try to get – although, actually – you know, maybe not because Ben Simmons can't really shoot. So maybe, like, I don't know if he would work with Jared Allen. So if they're going to build around Ben Simmons, which if I was the Nets, like, I'm I'm not, like, in a hurry to give up Ben Simmons just because I lost these guys. He's, like, 25. And, I'm, and we're looking – what the Nets are receiving right here, Sexton, Lavert, Markinen, those are three solid, pretty good players that you'd get. Yeah, oh, you get a couple probably picks. have to give up a – I mean, I, you, they could give them – you probably have to give up a Quaro. You give up a Quaru, Levert. I mean, that's a good core right there. It's a lot. It's a lot to give up. When you add a fourth guy there, that is a lot. But it would work. It would still work. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure the Nets would want to get Mobley, but I would not move Mobley for Kevin Durant if I was the Cavs. Oh, no. Keep him Mobley. Like, like you said, keep Mobley. Keep Garland. This keep would be Kevin a, Love. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but this would be a wild, too, because it would also be like a kind of – middle finger to LeBron move. If he went to Cleveland, he's like, I'll win Cleveland some rings. If you, can you imagine if he went to Cleveland and they won like two rings? Yeah, he goes over there and stuff. I promise you two, school. <laughs> that would be insane. I don't think it would happen, but that, I mean, I like that. I hadn't thought about that, but that is a good one. If he would be willing to go to Cleveland, like Garland, Durant, and Jared Allen could be nice. The Nets, how much do you think the Nets regret more than anything is the Harden trade? What's up? How much do you think the Nets regret the Harden trade? Because they could still have Jared Allen and Karis LeVert right now. <laughs> if they didn't Oh, do- yeah, that would look real nice if they had those two still. And all their picks. Yeah, and the picks. That it's a real kicker. Um, honestly, we have to find out what's gonna happen after these two next trades before we say which one was worse. That's true. But it does hurt right now, yes, but it's not like Philly cashed in on the whole Harden thing either. That's a good point. So, all right. So, essentially, you gave up all that shit for Ben Simmons. So, it's like, how much do you like Ben Simmons at the end of the day? Ben Simmons redeems himself in Brooklyn and goes back and is like an all-star caliber player who's a little less scared to shoot and is like actually still a great defender and pretty good. I mean, that's something. But, um, it's all a right. very small story that I believe in right now. I like it. So let's 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 go a little bit more wide here. Get a little more weird with it. Um, who are maybe some dark horse teams that it would be cool to see Kevin Durant? I would like. I was about to say, let's check out your Memphis take. I would like to see your Memphis take real quick. I think Memphis has a lot of pieces they can. They have get. some pieces. I was about to say, look at that. So you have look. to you start with Jaron Jackson. So something yep. about let let's say let's play this game actually for the rest of these, Jalen. I just thought of a way to make this segment even better. 
All right. You, this is on the fly. You ready for this? Uh, I'm going to sing. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to be the Nets. I'm going to be the Nets GM, and you're going to be the GM of all these other teams that we're throwing out here as the dark horse. And we're going to be like, if I'm the Nets, I'm going to be like, all right, you want Kevin Durant? Here's who I'm asking for. And you say, how much How much would you be willing to go to give up? Okay. I Just like it. The whole time. This is way better. All right. So you're the Grizzlies. I feel like John Moran is untouchable. John, Katie, like that could win the West. That could be a problem. And you probably are still able to keep enough of these guys. But so I'm the Nets. I'm going Jaron Jackson has to be in the trade immediately off the bat. And then probably I'm going to ask for Desmond Bain, who's a great player. So I'm going to need him. Uh, I want Zaire Williams. He just took in the first round. He was pretty good. Solid part of the team. I want as many of your picks as possible, like 10 picks, probably not 10, but like five, seven picks, bunch of first rounders, bunch of swaps. Jared Jackson, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, all your picks. Uh, is there anyone else here I want? I'll take this Tillman dude. He's young, good quality, rotation big. Would you do that? Would you give up all that for Kevin Durant? Um, I'd probably switch out. I'd keep Desmond Bain, and I'd give you I Dylan Brooks. Bain, though. I, don't, I want Desmond Bain more than Dylan Brooks. Well, you're taking both my shooting guards. So you just took my rookie guard and you took my other guard. So you have to oh, let God, me have the Jared Culver. No, that's, that's, he's not even listed on the team. That he's not even listed on there for a reason. And he used to play for the Wolves, so I know what he's about. So I know what he's. About. So I would say you have to pick one or the other, and you're getting Dylan Brooks. Is what I would have to offer you. So you're not. Um, or Brandon Clark. Definitely. It would be Dylan Brooks or Brandon Clark. Those would be the other two that I would switch out. No, you can. All right. So we're back, got cut off there a little bit, but we were talking about the Grizzlies uh, as a possible KD trade team. You said you'd want to do it with Brooks instead of um, Desmond Bain. And so I threw in this Jake LaRivia dude. They just drafted him 19th overall. Give me another young player uh, to, so I can kind of have a young core to build around. If you give me this, all, this trade, all your picks – Unless I can get Scotty Barnes from Toronto, of all the places we've named so far and, like, are doing, like, have we've thrown pieces out for. I mean, I'd be between this and Phoenix. I'd probably like this better than Phoenix's, honestly. All these yeah. stand picks. I mean, I would do it because, uh, like I said, I mean, I'm giving up a lot of defense, giving up Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson, but the offense that I'm still going to have with, you know, Durant, Mer- Durant, John Morant, uh, still keeping both Desmond Bain and Brandon Clark. Yeah, I was about to say. And I got Tyus Jones, too, who is actually really good coming off the bench. I'm feeling good about that trade if I was the Grizzlies, if they were to pull that off. I mean, you, I know I'm probably, they're probably going to shop Steven Adams. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be somewhere in the cards. I would too. run Steven Adams with the squad if I'm the Grizzlies. I agree with that. If you have, I mean, your starting five will be John Morant, Desmond Bain, KD, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams. That's a pretty good yeah. team. And he has experience playing with Stephen Adams, right? He was there for Adams because Adams was growing out the stash and all that. Mm-hmm. Fact. I was a big Stephen Adams fan when he was on the Thunder. That's, why, that's the only reason why I know that. 
hairstyles. But yeah. All right. So next teams. What so is another team you got in mind? I was looking around at like other possible destinations. And I know people said Dallas. It would be cool for him to play with Luca. But I just looked at the roster while we had that little break there. And I, I don't think compared to all these other offers we've looking at, we've been making on here. Dallas, if I'm the Nets, Dallas, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in any of what they are able to offer compared to these other teams. So I don't even think after looking at it, the Dallas is a realistic spot because they just do not have enough that Brooklyn compared to what Brooklyn would get from other teams. So yeah, <clears throat> I was thinking we could get weird with it over here. How about a team you're very high on that we talked about a little bit uh, last time we did an NBA episode, the Chicago Bulls, big market team. If Katie turned the Bulls around, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I think that is there's a way this could happen. So you just paid Zach Levine. Um, Katie would obviously want you. You're not going to give me Zach Levine. All right, let's see here. I mean, I'm going to start. I'm going to need Kobe White. And I'm going to need, where's that other young dude? Patrick Williams. Those got to be in there. I'll take all your draft picks. Mm, I was going to say, you might have to give me, oh, I'll take Ayo Dusumu. He was pretty good last year from, or Ayo Dusumi from Illinois. He's a young player. He was pretty good. Um, I'll take him, all your picks. I might try. I'm going to try to get Lonzo Ball from you. Would you put Lonzo Ball in this and do this trade? If you're the hey man, finish the trade and then send it to me. <laughs> I won't interrupt you until the yeah. end. Yeah, sorry. So no, you guys work up your masterpiece. Although I guess, well, let me ask you: Do you think KD could play with DeRozan? Like, do you think DeRozan, KD, and Levine could all those three play together, or would that be kind of that's a weird fit? I feel like maybe. I feel like that would be. In your interior inside the arc would be unstoppable. Think yeah. about it. Like that would be the most unstoppable interior offense probably we've seen. Because DeRozan, we all know mid-range wise, elite. You got KD, you know, who can pretty much do anything in the post with a post move inside the arc. You know, it's and then you add in Levine, who's just a rim specialist at the dunk. Yeah. I mean, the three ball is just absent there, but and you still, still got Vukovic. You still got Vukovic. I didn't even take Vukovic from you. Exactly. Yeah. This. I was about to say the interior presence. Um, it would hurt to lose Lonzo because I think Lonzo and Kobe White to spread the ball around and all that. But it's a worthy. Uh, that's a definite worthy price to pay. Um, I don't know if this money. I mean, you got. A, you did. You, no, you took Ao. I was about to say that's a hard one to take too. Um, so they could do this trade plus all their draft picks for KD financially. Maybe keep, I would probably keep. Well, you're letting me keep Zach Levine. That's the thing that I like about it. Yeah. So I would give you Ayo Desamu just because of that. Thinking about and the you're to keep Caruso, and I got Caruso coming back next year. Oh, I didn't see Caruso. I'll let so, you keep him though if I'm taking. Yeah, as I said, the fact you gave me that. Oh yeah, I'm, you're letting me run with that for some ball. Ball control-wise, it's going to be, like I said, facilitating is going to be a little questionable. Zach Levine's going to have to be more of a point guard, which I don't know how good of – I know he's really more of a two, but – Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the run is going to be very interesting. But, yeah. but, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of scoring potential. I would take it. 
I would say, yeah, that'd be fun too for Chicago. You'd still have a great offense and that'd defense on the inside. Would that team win the East? Katie, DeRozan, Vukovic, Caruso, and uh, Levine? You think that team could beat Milwaukee and Boston? That would be a fun team to see play against Milwaukee. I would love to see, you know, the, that team probably potentially that or, uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't know. I don't think the Malcolm Brogdon thing tips the scale that much for me, uh, for the Celtics, you know. I don't know if that tips the scale for you at all, but. It helps, but, I mean, it's not a deal sealer. I still think. I was about to say, when we're talking about Milwaukee, I don't know if that was enough to overcome a healthy Milwaukee. We'll find out, but uh, I feel like. Yeah, you could throw these guys in that picture, though, you know, as a Milwaukee team, like a team that can cool. potentially go up against Milwaukee. I would definitely be a fan of Katie going to the Bulls. I think that would be pretty That would be fun. That would be really I like fun. that. Um, the only thing – so I thought about, like, would DeRozan have to be in this trade? But if I'm the Nets, like, I'm starting over. DeRozan's, like, 32. He's, like, last year's probably, like, he's not going to get any better than that. Like, he's an amazing player, but, like, doesn't fit the timeline. I just want a bunch of young guys and picks. And I feel like the only thing, the only thing is, I still feel like I could get more than this. Like I think I would do the Memphis trade over this one if I'm the Nets, if they're both offered to me. But I think, I mean, this would be interesting. So I, I really like Memphis and Toronto. To me, I feel like can give really good hauls. Um, so how about another weird but interesting team in the East, Jalen? How about the old Atlanta Hawks? Talk mm. about they made some interesting moves going out and getting. DeJounte Murray in that big trade with the Spurs. Now, that is a problem, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because they just gave the Spurs a bunch of picks, like three. That's three less picks you're going to be able to give me in this Kevin Durant trade. So this would be interesting, because they do have a lot of young players. I'm taking a Kong Wu. I'm taking Hunter. They already – Herter's gone. He's on a different team. This isn't like completely updated. I'll take John Collins for the money to make that work. And you're going to have to give me either Trey Young or Murray, even though you just got Murray. This is Kevin Durant we're talking about. A.J. Griffith, who you just drafted. I also want him. Mm. <laughs> okay. So that's your offer, huh? John Collins. No, I want Murray too. Murray or Young. You got to part with one of them. Mm. Even I don't. If know. I have to part with one of them, then I'm gonna. Uh, all right, all right, yeah. If I'm gonna, all right. So let's see here. You're taking one. You're taking Throw almost. Back. Whole, you know what? Take almost a whole starting five. Here, hang on. Hang <laughs> on. I got you. You can have Joe Harris. I'll give him back to you to give you some extra pieces, make the money work a little bit better. Actually, not going to lie. That was actually who I was going to ask for was one of those guys was going to be, yeah, give me Joe Harris probably then. Cause if you're going to take one of the guys that I just got to add shooters and I just gave up picks for, you know, which kind of doesn't make any sense. If you think about it is I just gave up picks for Dutante Murray. There's no way he's leaving right now. Yeah. So I feel like this one's a long shot, but Katie and, Trey Young could be kind of interesting. That's a haul. I don't know if the Hawks would give up that much. They don't have Clint Capella no more, don't they? Oh, no, I think they still have him. So I was oh, about to say, I, I would I would give you guys Clint Capella in a heartbeat before I even give up DeJounte Murray. I don't want Clint Capella. I have been. Who's sick. your center right now? 
Claxton Mills. Doesn't matter because Ben Simmons is going to be out there. He's basically like a center. He's not a center. <laughs> He's not. He doesn't even like to do layups. We've seen him in the playoffs. A center that can shoot threes to play with Ben Simmons on offense. We cannot yeah, how about a center that actually can rebound and actually Nets, like, finish at the rim? To build around <laughs> Ben Simmons here, he's under contract. He has to play because he has no leverage right now. And, like, you put all those pieces around Ben Simmons, like, I don't know, maybe he could be uh, the next Magic Johnson still. I still see it, but uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so let's just say you're get- I don't have John Collins anymore or Daniel Hunter. So you're making me run it back with Bogdan. You have Trey, to love um, John Collins just for the money to work, really. Yeah, no, that's yeah, fine with me. I still have Lou Will, Knox, which is questionable. They don't have Herder. He's gone. Yeah, yeah Herder's it out. Would be too it would really be Trey Young. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a very depleted team. Trey Young, Katie, Clint Capella. I don't know. I mean, that'd be a contender. Could win the East, but probably not. I was about to say, I, I feel like DeJounte would have to stay – just because of the picks and everything, but I don't know. This would be one of the harder ones to get done and yeah. to see get done, you know? Yeah, you're right. I was about to say, I would shop, I would have to shop like Capella and everything, but then I would be pretty much without a center. I would have to rely on Ding, which who also used to play for the Wolves can tell you is not the best uh, center. Word. All right. On the KD front, because I want to get to other stuff. Are there any other teams that you've thought of or that you see on this list here that you think would be possible landing spots? I don't think Philly, maybe Washington, if he wants to go home and just Katie and Beal, but I don't know how that would work. Washington has a few young pieces. Washington can do it. I've thought about Washington a little bit before. I feel like they could do it. It's a long time. Do they still have Zingas? Yeah. So they'll, I'll give you, I don't even, I guess you'd need it for the money probably. I'll give you Porzingis, Katie, Kuzma. Um, yeah, yeah. Any of Jeff, you got to give me him, that kid from Israel they drafted. Basically, all your young players. Rui, you got to give me Rui for sure. Where, where'd he go? Oh, Rui, Vernon Carey. I mean, that's still not enough. <laughs> all your draft picks. Oh, trade fail. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool if Katie went to Washington, but that feels like a very long shot. I say they would give up a lot, but there would be no success there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, are there any other ones you think could be interesting that people aren't talking about as much? A lot of people have talked about New Orleans because they could give up if they gave up Ingram and just had Katie yeah. and Zion. But I almost wouldn't even – if I was New Orleans, I honestly wouldn't even try. I would just stick with what I got. I would yeah, I wouldn't touch this again. situation. Um, can would it pretty much help finish blow up Utah? No, I'm just kidding. There would no, be nothing there. They're in full rebuild. I think, or they're gonna be. They're at least two around Mitchell. Where you did the Suns? I mean, I mean, I'm biased. I don't see. I don't see either of our teams. I think making the reach for this guy. I don't anymore. think so either, but. I would be okay with giving up Michael Porter for Kevin Durant. Who says no? Straight up. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know what the Wolves would even do at this point. We already gave up the house for Rudy. So we, we give up, we give you Bones, all our picks. Zeke Naji, he's young. This kid we just drafted, Watson. 
And we'll give you, do you need, do you want Aaron Gordon? Look at that. That's a pretty yeah. good call, Mets. Probably not. I don't know. They would have to really like Michael Porter Jr. a lot to do that. Starting, you know, first of all, let's start off with, we'll give up Boogie, Boogie Cousins. They'll give you a center. I don't even know if he's um, on the team, though. He might we'll give be. You a, I would definitely part ways with Aaron Gordon for uh, Kevin Durant. And Katie, you it would hurt to give up bones. But giving up bones right now would hurt a lot. Too. Kevin Durant, sad, but it's Kevin Durant. I mean, I would just try and pull. I would, if I could, I would try and pull some carpet magic with Ish Smith instead of Bones, bones <laughs> or Austin Rivers, or maybe bones. give them Austin Rivers. Take her oh. instead of getting rid of Bones. From the Nets, Bones has to be in there. I need young you, players. Bones has to be in there if it was you. Even oh, though you already got two of my starters, Bones has to be in there. And Porter. You can take Aaron Gordon back if you want. Bones and Porter are the two most interesting young pieces and all your drafts. I don't know, man. I feel like if I'm giving you Gordon, Porter, that's a good haul with Boogie. That's already three three solid players right there, despite, you know, injury and uh, injury and fouls. Katie was willing to go to Denver. It could be lethal. Would you give up if you were the Nuggets? Would you trade just Murray and Porter for Katie? Would that – do you think Katie and Jokic, just the two of them would be enough to win a no. title? I think it would be pretty unstoppable, though. I mean, Jokic would be able – they would feed each other pretty well. Yeah. But – I don't see this happening either, but I just wanted to do it. But I say outside of that, I don't see most of that happening. Yeah. Uh, anyone else that you want to do or you want to get into some other stuff? Let's get into some other stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Let me stop sharing my screen. Okay. So that was longer than I thought it would be. Sorry about that. Don't be sorry. Good stuff. All right. So just going to get into some of the other news that happened uh, recently outside of the KD stuff. So um, we so the other, have been two other big trades. Um, and I feel like we have to start, of course, with your Minnesota Timberwolves, Jalen. I got to be honest, I have some questions about. All right, fire, man. I think you just need to fire them away. What? Uh, I really don't understand giving all of that up for Rudy Gobert. Like, I don't understand even the fit. Like, I don't know if him and Cat, that's going to be ugly on offense. I just don't see it. Like, I get their rim protection will be like insane, but I don't understand that at all. Like, so Cat's just going to play the four now. Like, that makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Question. Okay. Well, looks like, Colby, we're going to have to take you back to the 1980s because I think that's what the Wolves intend to do. Um, <laughs> as I've been reading a lot of reports, they're trying to go back to the double big formula and everything, which I think would be very interesting. I've had a, a couple of people have talked to me about this outside the show. And uh, I'm mainly the main idea is it's going to relieve a lot of pressure from Cat. And, you know, and it does still put that emphasis on Anthony Edwards still trying to become the number one. Um, sorry, that's my laptop making toaster noises like always. Um, but then the, for me, though, it was now how will D'Lo, I feel like this is where it comes on to D, the pressures now, like everyone's forgotten about him. And I feel like if he doesn't do good this year, it's going to be probably his last year as a wolf. Hopefully not. But for me, what hurt the most was giving up Jared Vanderbilt, probably, and a lot of those young core, Walker Kessler right off the rip. Um, 
which is another reason why I don't invest in the draft folks is because people just get traded away from me so fast. As you see, Walker Kessler, he got like one or two posts on our Instagram and was gone, but uh, <laughs> it's brutal out here in the NBA. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I, I feel like it's not the worst thing. I feel like it just shows the wolves really, I feel like they really think that what we have right now as that is with those four guys they feel like they can do some damage in the West. I feel like we are a round team better is what people are saying. One round better than we were with Rudy Gobert. I do expect to win more regular season games, but at the end of the day, it's what you said. It does raise questions on the offensive thing. Cause I do think I've told some guys is that he does pretty much get the rebounds and blocks better more than he shoots. So I don't think you'll be in an offensive pressure situation, hopefully, because um, we have Cat. So Cat will hopefully take that offensive pressure off of him, and he helps, you know, give the Minnesota Timberwolves the defense identity that Pat Bev gave us. But this time we actually have a defensive player of the year giving us that pre- mm-hmm. that presence, not, you know, a little, little rascal. Yeah, I – I, I see where you're coming from there. Like I said, I did not understand it, but I, I mean, I do get the, like, not a lot of stars want to come to Minnesota. So you, you got to take big swings. I respect it from that side of it. And look, I mean, it is the core is now four really talented players, Kat and Rudy Gobert has been an all-star before. And D'Lo is the fourth. Who's like you said, the question mark. I, I just am concerned about the fits, but you say the pressure is all on D'Lo. I think a lot of pressure is now on Kat. Because he's not only going to have to like prove he can keep improving and be an all-star, high-level player, take his game to the next level to try to be like superstar status, um, but like now he's going to have to like play a little bit of a different role and show that he can be flexible. Can he be stepping outside more? Is he going to be more perimeter-based on offense? Can he defend on the perimeter a little bit more? Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I respect that they're going for it, but I don't totally get it. Yeah, I didn't get it at first either. It's a, like I said, it was what blinded me was the amount that we gave up for from Utah to go there. I know, especially for a guy that wanted to leave too. Like the fact that is, and we did get in the playoffs last year. Like it's not like we we're not the no least desirable place to go to, but I do know it's not like it's Minnesota's not you know the most you know like who wants to spend most of the season in Minnesota, which is in winter, which is already just sounds terrible. (laughs) So, I mean, it's going to, it's going to like, it's going to be one of those things that we're going to have to sit back and watch and find out, you know, I think it's going to work out for, um, I think it will, like I said, I think we'll win more games for sure. Um, It just sucks that we lost a lot of people. So, yeah. No, yeah, that is interesting. I'm very – the Timberwolves are going to be one of the most fascinating teams now after this move. They are one of the most intriguing teams in the league for sure. Like, is that going to work or is it going to backfire horribly? But it could work. Classic Wolves thing to backfire horribly. So yeah. that's the that, – that was the, that was literally what I was telling everyone. I was like, but it's the classic thing for this to just blow up right back in our face. And this is just something – this is just some guy I have to see for the next four years. <laughs> You know, just a reminder. Big contract. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm ready to see what the Wolves look like. 
so the only other note I have on that is as far as the Jazz. I mean, I, I would be thrilled if I was them. I got some young dudes. I got a ton of picks. I mean, if I'm the Jazz, they say they want to retool around Mitchell. If I'm the Jazz, I might just try to trade Mitchell too. I still think I would just completely blow it up. The West is too difficult right now. You could get a haul for Mitchell. He's under contract for several more years. You get a bunch of picks, a couple of young players, and all of a sudden you're you're tanking this next year, but you've got tons of picks, some young guys in the trades, and you're like, all right, this is the this is start of something. Well, let's consider the retooling around him. I mean – if you retool the guys that you got from Minnesota, personally, I know I'm a very, very biased person when I'm about to say this, but I feel like the guys you got were pretty strong. Um, the help retool. You got Pat Bev, good on defense for the one year that you have left with him. You get Jared Vanderbilt, which I'm telling everyone that is a hustling, rebounding, you know, like always pretty much playing the extra mile kind of guy. So he's a good four. I mean, he's not like, you know, the best, but he is something. And, you know, you're getting a couple other and you're getting a lot of future picks from the Wolves. So it's possible for them to retool around him. But now just looting Rudy Gobert, losing Rudy Gobert, though, could also help the Jazz. You know, like maybe it'll refire, get a respark under Donovan Mitchell, see something that we haven't seen before, you know, where he's not relying on that classic pick and roll game up there. That's true. So it could be interesting to see if he could get another level with another team around him. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, actually. I guess there's no rush to trade him. Uh, like I said, yeah. I think about doing it, but I, I could run it for a year and see how it fits with the new young guys and some other picks. And Do they still have Jordan Clarkson? Place. Yeah, they still got Clarkson. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, do, they have, uh, do they have Whiteside? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, good. Oof. That would have been ugly. I was about to say, I'd rather have no center than have Whiteside, personally. So they got, yeah. So I'm looking at the trade board for our Kevin Durant, and it didn't update it, obviously, because if they, hang on, might as well add the Wolves into this, make it a three-team trade, because that's what it would be at this point. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, they got Balamaru from us. Oh, isn't they, he? He was the dude you were so hype about. He's supposed to be yeah, the He's supposed they to took him. him, right? Yeah, he was supposed to be the guy. I really was hyped about him. They took V-Belt, which is very good. Um, they took Malik Beasley. Damn, uh, House. And then they took Pat Bev. Jesus. Wow. Walker Kessler. Oh, my God. What <laughs> about Balmaro? Yeah. That is an insane haul for Rudy Gobert. That's what I'm saying. And, and on top of that, all those picks that you were talking about. Yeah, that is crazy. Damn. So like, that is how much you're retooling already just from the Wolves um, around Mitchell. Like that is how much you're already retooling. That's true. It could so, be I mean, let's just say you give up most of those guys that you just got for Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, let's go back no, to I don't that. think JD has any interest. <laughs> let's circle back to that real quick. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's on the table. That's still not enough. I mean, you're getting Pat Bev, you're getting V Belt, you're gonna have Walker, Kevin Durant, Kessler, and Bob Maru. <laughs> no. Hey, no, you got. I'm trying to sell you this. Oh, Hang on, let me, let me finish. Okay. You already took. You already took. Uh, what's it called? 
uh, what's his face? I'm trying to find him on here. Royce O'Neal. Yeah, you're always Tuck O'Neal. Why not get some more guys from us, man? None of those guys are like legit top two. None of those guys are as good as Scotty Barnes or Jaron Jackson or some of these other options that are going to be out there that the Nets can have. I feel Imagine like having the next one there. Jared Vanderbilt could be the next one. No, he's not on the level of those two. That's what I would be selling you. <laughs> I'm not buying. I'm not doing this trade from the Nets. But anyway. All right, back, back, back. Okay. So, yeah, so that was definitely interesting. Um, so the other big trade was, of course, the earlier that happened, I believe, the day before the KD news dropped, and that was the Spurs trading DeJounte Murray to the Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and I think three or four first-round picks. Um, very kind of weird. Uh, I guess the Spurs are just full-on going in the tank for Victor Wabanyama, the French or the foreign international prospect is just insane. Uh, what did you make of the Murray trade? Um, a lot of pe- I- I'm with a lot of people on this one, and it's question marks. You know, how will Trey Young – fit with a with DeJounte Murray um both two very ball-centric guys uh it'd be an elite or an elite you know duo just right off the back for guards uh man it's just if John Collins can do it and just take that next step up and Daniel Hunter can finally answer those questions this team can probably be back in the same spot they were the year a year, a couple of years ago, or a year ago, you know, but it's, for me, it's, I don't know if the two will get along with the, like, I don't see their, I only see one guy popping off yeah. and the other yeah. guy just feeding assists. That's all I see, you know, it's maybe, and I, I, the thing is for me too, is who's going to be direct, who's going to be the facilitator directing all this, you know, I see right now it's Trey Young listed as the point guard and DeJounte has the shooting guard. So it's like, you know, who's still, though, when the time comes, who are you going to get the ball to? Right now, they're probably, the Hawks are probably going to say Trey Young, but there's going to come a time where DeJounte is going to prove his point. And then that's just going to cause more drama, you know, for that. But at the same time, it could be very interesting. So, yeah. I'm more, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a very, it's an odd move because. I know the Wolves were one of the guys that wanted to get DeJounte Murray, and I didn't even know how we were going to pull that off. So, Yeah, it's interesting. The Hawks, yeah, if it works, the fit is the only thing that concerns me because they're both kind of point guards. Like Murray was kind of ball-dominant guard. If Trey Young can play more off the ball, Murray is bigger, more athletic, and he can defend. So from that side of it, he's a good fit next to Trey Young on defense to hide how terrible a defense Trey Young is. Um the rest of their team, I mean, I guess they're just going to kind of continue to be a lot of wing shooting, faster, up-tempo. You hope it can get back to that crazy playoff run and not how what they looked like last year. Um, yeah, I'm very curious to see what the Hawks look like. They are also now in my most interesting teams list. But I do have questions about if it's going to fit. Yeah, like I with this trade, it does not make me say that the Hawks are a top four team in the East still. No. Like, that's the thing. Like with that move, it's like, okay, you got them. You you managed to get rid of Gallinari, but it's you know you're still just there in my opinion. You're <laughs> like you're just still like you still can't. I don't know if you can still compete with a young like yeah like I don't think you can compete with the Bucks still 
or Boston for that matter, you know? I agree. So, especially with Boston getting Malcolm with Brog with Malcolm Brogdon, that's probably where that actually helps them with because like now you got Bogdan to help with the Trey Young DeJounte Murray's of the conference. So that at least helped them with you know Marcus Smart. So pairing those two guys with these two, Celtics still got the advantage, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it's interesting. The Hawks, we'll see. I feel like they're gonna have to make one more move. And that's actually a good segue. I still feel like the Hawks could be, to me, would be an interesting place for DeAndre Ayton to land. If I was the Hawks, I'd be willing to do a sign and trade with the the Suns to move some money around, uh, give the Suns a couple of these role players maybe if they do that. And, like, Trey Young, Ayton, and Murray, that's an interesting three to build around. So, like, Ayton doesn't seem like he has a ton of suitors out there, which is kind of crazy. I guess it's just the price tag. Yeah, and if the Hawks do truly have Clint Capella, I mean, you can ask the Suns, you know, you would ask for probably a couple of things as well, but to play that, role. that would be not the worst thing, you know. I feel like that would be an upgrade because I'm not the biggest fan of Clint, but I am a good – I mean, Aiton, it would be, I feel like, an upgrade, a big upgrade from, from Clint Capella. So yeah. that would be a great yeah. starting three. You would have great – you know, and with John Collins, well, John Collins would probably be one of the people out the door with that trade, maybe. John Collins and um, Capella. Make them yeah, up. maybe those two. Uh, no, I guess. Or maybe you could find a way to keep John Collins. If you found a way to keep John Collins. I mean, he has a big contract. Toss Bogdan, thing. maybe. Saints or Suns would probably take Bogdan. Like, the Suns could just get even deeper. That just yeah, I was about to say, the Suns get deeper. And, and that, that's that not always the worst thing for them. Yeah, I like that idea. I think we that should happen. I mean, hey, let's call the Suns and make the job easier for them, you know? That's what I would do if I was – I mean, that that works for both teams, so I think that would be cool. Uh, is there anywhere else you think Aiden might go that you'd like to see him go? Mm. The have offered him a big – are going to offer him a big contract. I wish the Charlotte Hornets didn't turn out to be the barn fire that uh, they became ever since I took that take of yeah. teams that I want to see turn up. Afterwards, yeah. I think they had like two players arrested or something like that. Montrezl. My, and, uh, yeah, Montrezl Harrell was like driving like pounds of weed, I believe, in his car and got arrested. And Miles Bridges beat up his wife. And so he's probably not going to play in the NBA at all anymore. Yeah, especially with the NBA being a very popular, you know, league with uh, players. So it's it's not looking good. And, and they get rejected by Kenny Atkinson, so. I wouldn't see the yeah, I, my uh, my Charlotte my Charlotte take is burning, but maybe what's I want to see what's going on in Detroit because I feel like we should have talked about Detroit a little bit today. They are interesting. Well, I was gonna say if we do the third segment, there will be a team that. Oh yeah, they are part. Yes, yeah, so we'll save it for the third segment. Um, shoot, outside of them, I'm trying to think. P- teams that probably would need DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you can always go to OKC. You know, they have picks for days. They have picks that, though, for days. OKC, I just drafted Chet. I feel like that would be weird. I don't think. Well, I, I mean, you got Chet. Put him at the four. Do what the Wolves are doing. Beat the Wolves to the punch. Five. I'm, I'm the Thunder. I'm content to just sit with all my picks unless someone. Yeah. I don't really want eight. My team's still gonna be really bad next year. I'm still trying to get Wab and Yama. <laughs> Let's see. Who's the center? No, they, I don't think the. I mean, if the Clippers somehow got eight, and that'd be crazy. 
but I don't know if that would be much of an upgrade of who they have right now because I feel like he's a solid guy. Yeah. The center for the Clippers. Uh, yeah, it's Zubak. Zubak. Yeah, I was about to say Zubak is. I feel like a def- I was about to say I know it's some foreign name. That's why I was stuck. But I just don't think the Clippers have the money. Oh, what are your thoughts on? There's Miles Turner, the Indiana. Everyone's always thinking Miles Turner's getting shopped. That's true. So. I don't know if that would change anything there. So I wouldn't say much. Nah, as I said, there's not much Aiton has going for him, you know, for location-wise. Maybe Toronto? Toronto could be interesting. You put him next. If they're not able to get KD, you throw out. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, I kind of like that because Siakam spaces. So, like, that fit would work. You'd have Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, OG Anubi, Gary Trent. Siakam and Aiton, that's a pretty good team. I mean, that's like top five in the East, I would say. Not going to win the East, but they're they're solid. Yeah, I mean, it would be a solid lineup for sure. But I kind of like that. That's a good one. I really think the Hawks one, to me, just makes the most sense. I would love to see that. Yeah, I like that. that uh, but that that's probably the only one that could come to my mind now. Yeah, I like the Hawks one probably a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, uh, the, the scary realism is obviously the Nets, you know, being a spot for eight right now. Yeah. Or if the Suns weren't able to pull off this KD trade, I feel like it would be revolved around eight. So. Yeah, it would have to be in it. You're right about that. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we got a minute left on this one. Do you want me to just start the next one? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to part three here in just a second. But uh, going over, we hit the big offseason moves. We're going to go over some other ones that happened. A lot of people got re-signed. They got their contracts. Uh, so we just want to run through any of those, Jalen, and we can talk about any that really stick out to us. Yeah, for me personally, too, right off the bat here is uh, Zach Levine and Bradley Beal. Both re-signing for their teams. Um, a lot of people thought Zach Levine would test the market. I'm happy. I think we're both pretty happy that the Chicago Bulls managed to pull that off. But mm-hmm. the Bradley Beal one, uh, for him to stay in Washington, I know a lot of people want him out, you know, for him to actually find a team to contend because he's just that much of a entertaining player. But yeah. what are your thoughts on him? Because I know you're one of those people that, uh, wanted him that wanted him to try and test the market, you know, and have some fun and contend again. I mean, we'll hit on this more because we're going to talk about the Wizards in our part three. But um, I don't know. I just don't feel like I feel like it would be mutually beneficial at this point for them to leave. Like Bradley Beal could be a great like second or third star, a championship contender, probably second star. And the Wizards like. They're not going to go anywhere with just Bradley Beal and their team they have. They'll be a playing team again at best. And so, like, to me, I just feel like you got to go full rebuild at this point, Uh, move on from the Beal wall era, just tear it down, really, really suck for a year or two, and um, and then just see what happens. But, I mean, it makes sense. you got to get his money. So, the Wizards, they're interesting. uh, You never know. I mean, they're kind of the same as they always are. They'll always be just that weird middle enigma team. Never a true contender, never a bottom feeder, just uh, scrapping for those eight seeds and seven seeds. Got to get yep. that. Oh. <laughs> Always scrapping for those eight and sevens. Yes, sir. Um, so another big one, I feel like this one was pretty blown up a little bit. I don't think it's going to change too much of the landscape of the East, personally. 
but it's the Knicks signing Jalen Brunson to the $104 million deal. I mean, they sure were. I don't think that's a game changer. I mean, it's a good move for the Knicks, but when we're talking about out east and those teams, those powerhouses that we've been talking about, I don't think Jalen Brunson is going to tip the scale that much. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a lot to pay him. He's a good player. He's a good young point guard. The Knicks have been desperate for a guard. They've been so bad at point guard the last like year or two. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They need him. It's an overpay. Uh, they're still a playing team at best, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I agree with you that it doesn't really change the landscape, but I get it. It's just a little bit of a desperate overpay kind of. But he's a good player, and it's a good piece that'll make the team better. I just don't know how much. All right, all right. So our next one was Nikola Jokic and Devin Booker, both of them reaching max contract extensions. Nikola going for two hundred and sixty-four million super max with the Nuggets, and Devin Booker two hundred fourteen million super max with the Suns. My question to you is. Which one has the bigger impact for their teams with signing their supermaxes? Jokic, easily. He, he's the MVP. He is the Nuggets' whole organization. Having him locked in, uh, I mean, it feels like he doesn't want to go anywhere. So um, just knowing you have the MVP and you got to build around him, to me it's bigger just because he's top five player in the NBA. Devin Booker's a great player, borderline superstar, but I don't think he's a top five player in the NBA. But obviously, it helps to have your star locked in, too, when you're Phoenix. So, I yeah. think no shockers there, but I, I would still say Jokic means more, having him locked up. I'm obviously biased, but. Yeah, I, I would say it's a, a not a little bias because I also think two-time MVP, um, like you say, does everything for the team. We've seen the Suns play without Booker, and we've also <laughs> seen them play with Booker. Um but I feel like, you know, now the money talks, you know, and it's going to be, like you said, guys got to build around them, right? You know, for both teams, Suns probably have the first step above you guys on that. But if your guys stay healthy, if the, the common motto right now for the Nuggets, and if everyone can stay healthy and come back, you know, and play, the Nuggets are right back in there with the best of them. So I agree. I like the, that, and you know, kind of sticks with the whole foreign concept of uh you know keep your foreign dudes locked in and they'll stay and love you forever. yeah they'll yeah they'll stay and love you forever so and that's, that's what's gonna happen you know you got yourself your foreign man he ain't gonna go anywhere man you guys are locked and loaded just like uh dirk he's the next dirk of our generation i believe it denver dark he's great um so yeah. our, our next one was something that i just discovered not too long ago it's pj tucker going to the Sixers, that went underneath my my radar. I feel like that was just a good little pickup. Um, yeah. Malik Monk, this was a fun – I thought this was funny. Malik Monk going to the Kings. Um, Lakers making up just, you know, a little bit of room as they can, trying to spice up their whole free agency. Uh, we haven't talked about it actually yet. Were you going to talk about the Lakers in the third one or are you going to hide from them? Because I think we need to – We'll talk about the last one. We'll go into the third one after this. So it looks like they're probably going to end up getting Kyrie. So if 80 Kyrie and LeBron are all out there, that team can obviously win the championship. 
Um, so I feel like that's this is obviously like best case scenario for the Lakers that this is happening because they really have no other options. Um, this is a little scary. At the end of the day, I still don't think they'll win the West just because you can't account on Kyrie or AD. Gods that you're going to have both of them there for enough time to win a championship like during a make a run maybe but i don't know but it is uh definitely a great situation for them to be able to get Kyrie, considering considering yeah if they get them but yeah that's all that's pretty much all the big ones that hit you want to add anything on the lakers no i just wanted <laughs> to make sure we talked about Kyrie, then the potential that he was going to probably go there and ruin our off season yeah all right well, yeah, so the final part of this, and we can go – we don't have to go through all the teams if it ends up taking too long, but I just figured since we didn't uh, get to do our draft episode that we were originally planning to do, we we're going to just kind of go through some of these teams that were picking at the bottom of the, the top of the draft We'll look at who they picked and then just kind of do some future forecasting, look at their roster, um, what we're most excited about going forward for, the, the biggest reason to be optimistic, biggest questions, that sort of thing. Uh, so you ready for this? Yeah. All right, so I figured we could, it would just make the most sense to uh, to start at the just go from one pick number one down. So the Magic have the number one pick, and I don't know if you how much you were following this, but they did this weird whole secrecy thing where like all the buzz the whole time was they're going to take Jabari Smith, and then like the Woj had announced like a day or two before that they were picking Jabari Smith. And then, like, the day of the draft, like, a couple hours before the draft, it comes out that they're actually taking Paulo, Paolo Bancaro from Duke. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, he's obviously really talented. He's, like, 6'10". He can shoot it pretty well. He's a scorer. So I don't hate the pick. Um, just was weird that they did that. So we look at the Orlando Magic here, and I'll pull up their roster for you if you want uh, so you can look at it too. We got – they got Jalen Suggs, who they picked last year. They just picked Paolo, number one pick. Cole Anthony's a pretty good young guard. They got Wendell Carter still. Fultz, he, they played – he played pretty decent when he came back from his ACL last year. They're getting Jonathan Isaac back from his ACL. They have Franz Wagner, who's a rookie. They got both Wagners. Franz is way better. Good wing defender score. He had a really nice rookie year last year out of Michigan. I kind of like the Magic's – spot that they're in more than some of these other teams that were up at the top of the draft here they got some real pieces now the fit i'm not sure about but they got some real pieces i mean yeah they got pieces but uh, a couple of them just for me they just still have to prove themselves um jonathan isaac i think he's one of the guys that doesn't really have to uh i feel like he's a standard he's a solid role player cole anthony i feel like he's gonna be nice i feel like he's gonna be a good piece going forward um, but Jalen Suggs, I'm not a believer in too much. And I do like Franz Wagner. Um, big fan of, I really do think he'll pan out pretty well. Uh, the center position, it looks like they're going to try with Bull Bull or the other Wagner. Start. They got, oh no, they have Wendell Or the Carter. other Wagner. So, or Robin Lopez, it looks no, like. No. It? Or Wendell Carter, that's who yeah, it is. Yeah, from the Bulls. They yeah, got- so uh, there's still a lot of, you know, maybes and ifs when I talk about the magic. Um, Paulo, I mean, I guess he's uh, he's just, you know, in my book, he's just the guy that somehow can lose weight, lose 10, 15 pounds of weight when he plays the game. So we'll see how that goes for him on the next level. 
I like so, I think he's pretty nice. I get it. Uh, I, for me, it's 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 the magic, you know. It's always going to be a lot of hesitation going forward. A good point. Yeah, the, I don't. I guess I'm a little concerned about the fit. I guess the ideal vision is for it to be Paolo and Wagner as the forwards. You have Jonathan Isaac as like a versatile defender off the bench. Wendell at the finest five. Cole Anthony. Yeah, a lot of pressures on Suggs because he had a rough rookie year. He needs to take a big step. They picked him fifth overall. He looked like a great prospect coming out. So, I mean, I would have a decent – I mean, I think that's a solid enough pieces. They got Chume Okia from Auburn. He was a first-round pick. He could maybe pan out. Um, so, the fit, I don't know how – it's, it's going to be a lot of figuring out how it all works together. Folds, how does he play into it? But, I mean, I feel like the Magic have more, like, solid young building blocks than some of these other teams uh, at the top of the draft here. So I would be slightly optimistic. They're interesting going forward to me. Maybe not to the average person, but. I don't know. I just think about it compared to uh, these next two teams. I feel like these next two teams, I feel like are just a little bit more entertaining in my book than the Magic still are. That is fair. I do. They do have these other two teams have better reputations for knowing how to build a team. I'll definitely give you that one. So, yeah, number two pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They picked Chet. Um, He was probably the most discussed prospect throughout this draft, the big skinny kid from Gonzaga, but he's a great shot blocker, great shooter, really just a unique player. They just re-signed Lou Dort, five years, 87 mil. Love Lou Dort, great player. Um, So, yeah, they got Lou Dort. They got Ujman Dang. They picked him. I believe he was like the 12th pick or something. He he supposedly has uh, some potential. Um, I think he's from like Turkey or something. Um, yeah, they picked Ujman Dang 11 and they got the Knicks pick in a trade and picked Jalen Williams at 12, a guard from Santa Clara. Uh, so they had three first round picks and that's what they did with them. It kind of interesting. Like they're still obviously pretty bad. They have Shea Giddy last year. Everyone kind of was surprised. He ended up being pretty nasty and they still got, Alejay Pukuzaveski, uh, this dude, he's actually kind of interesting, decent. Um, so yeah, um, so you feel better about the Thunder than your than the Magic, just because of all these picks they have? Uh, not even just the picks; they just got a roster of just players, you know. Like they have, they have just the rotating, just pretty much, literally, they they have one guy. They can throw out another, you know. If one guy goes down, they can just keep throwing out more and more players, it feels like. Um, you touched on Shea and Giddy um, and Lou Dort, you know, getting his extension. But you still got some decent role players coming off the bench when you got Ty Jerome and Darius Baisley, you know. Still got those two. Uh, you also got – I've heard a little bit about Trey Mann, but I also like Isaiah Roby. He's also a pretty solid role player for them. So, I don't know. They, but I mean, they're like just like the Magic. They're both two teams, you know, that have been picking a lot pretty early for the last couple of years. So, kind of expect expect some of these guys to be some still solid players as a role player, you know. Like, so I would I say would I have the same ex- excitement as the Magic? No, I have more just because of Shea and Giddy. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like just the pairing of those two. Gives you way more of a sh- solid ground. Of and Chad has a crazy forward. high ceiling. Yeah, and Giddy does too. I mean, when you pair the, I feel like pairing when they paired, we found out those two paired off really well, and 
I don't know how this Dort thing is, but he is the defensive presence for that team. So I kind of agree with you. So I think the Magic will be better this next season. The Magic will be better because they have more kind of established veteran guys. But the Thunder definitely have way more upside and, to me, a chance for a brighter future because they have these pieces and they've got so many picks. And if they get Victor Webinyama next year, all bets are off. Like, this rebuild is looking great. And it already is. So I agree with you. I have a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the future. But it's going to take a few more years. I think they're going to be pretty bad next year. Yeah, they're probably – I was about to say it might be another repeat year for them. (laughs) So the Rockets, they have the third pick, and they got Jabari Smith, who I really like – stretch four out of Auburn. He defends really athletic can shoot pretty gifted offensively runs the floor defends really well. Um, they obviously have Jalen green who they picked second last year. He's a beast. He looks like he's going to be a star and they've got all those nets picks, which now look pretty fantastic right about now. So here's the Rockets roster. What, how are you feeling about the Rockets today? And are you more optimistic about them than these other teams? Do you think they're in a good spot going forward? Uh, yeah, I think they're in a better spot. I think they're also another team that I'm more high on than the Magic. You got Jalen Green, solid, you know, great, great pickup from last year. Um, you're getting Boban and Trey Burke from a trade, you know, from uh, you lose Christian Wood, which does, which is a big loss. Yeah, Jabari Smith plays the same position, so it kind of makes sense. Jabari Smith, yeah, has a they were already planning for that. Uh, John Wall is supposedly about to hit the door out. He's on the Clippers um, already. That just hasn't updated. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm missing a couple other guys. I'm pretty sure there's one more guy that they still have Eric Gordon. Oh, yeah, they have Kenyon Martin Jr. Oh, wait, no, they don't. Kevin Porter Jr. Didn't they just lose Kenyon Martin Jr.? Uh, they like might. just signed somewhere. But might have. They still have Kevin Porter Jr. though. They got Deshaun Tate from Ohio State. He's not bad. Um, you know, I might have to retract that statement. I'm not. I'm actually probably going to be. I'm going to say, safe to say that the Magic probably have a solid ground this year going forward than the Rockets do. Yeah, I think um, the Magic. It looks like it's going to be a longer road for the Rockets. Honestly, yeah, it's a good thing they got Jalen Green to keep things exciting. Because it got me, you know, it, got, it obviously blew the cover over my eyes for a minute. But <laughs> looking at it again, yeah, it doesn't look not even almost not even the same. You know, they definitely have a little bit more ground to cover. Yeah. But yeah. I agree with you that they're farther away. I do like having Jalen Green and Jabari Smith as my two building blocks. That's definitely exciting. And all the Nets picks. So I think they're also in a good spot and they're in a better spot than some of these middle teams, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Ultimately, I think the Thunder still have the most potential upside of all these teams, but I do really like the fit of Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. Like I think Houston's in a good spot going forward. I also feel like they have a higher ceiling than Orlando, but again, Orlando's much going to be better sooner. They have a more filled out roster at least. Yeah. All right. So the fourth pick, the Kings, always doing questionable things. They picked Keegan Murray from Iowa, who actually looks pretty nasty in the summer league. He was a beast at Iowa. Everyone thought Ivy should have gone there, but they didn't really need a point guard. Um, we'll talk about him in a second. The Kings are fascinating because, one, they're the Kings. So everything they do is usually wrong. But, I mean, they've got some players. The West is just so brutal, but 
what do you think the Kings are going to look like next year? And is there, is there any reason to be hopeful for the future? I mean, you have De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, obviously there's always hope for the future when you have De'Aaron Fox for them. Uh, they still got Sabonis. Um, Davion wasn't the worst thing. Obviously, it's a, you shot yourself in the foot when you got rid of uh, Tyrese. Yeah, but, well, the one thing about that that I did learn, which I didn't even realize, but, like, De'Aaron Fox, apparently, like, he was not playing well with Tyrese. And after they traded him at the end of the year, after that, like, Fox was putting up, like, the best numbers he has, like, in his career. No, there's always something. Yeah, and then you got you know just looking at the bottom of their roster, you know the the two busts, Trey Lyles and Alex Lynn. Um, <laughs> you know, just you, it's it's tough to succeed, like you said. Like half the time, they pick wrong, but they're still you know if Keegan Murray does turn out to be the baller that we've seen, you know they did just lose though. They did just lose their guy, uh, Marvin Bagley, so that. Again, I'd, I'd still say I'd still lean more towards Darren Fox. Yes, we know more about him than probably any player on the Magic and Sabonis we pro- and Harrison. Probably all three of those guys we probably know more of. Yeah. But I'd say when it's more exciting, when we I would say Magic is still more exciting because there's guys that have the potential, I think, the raise the ceiling higher than those three. Yeah, I feel like Sacramento's kind of – and they moved up in the lottery. They have some nice pieces, but I don't feel as good about their future as these other teams because I feel like they're kind of just set up to be stuck in the middle. Fox is a really good player. I don't know how much better he's going to get. They already paid him. Sabonis, he's a good player, but he is what he is. Like, I don't know if Sabonis, Fox, and Keegan Murray, if that's enough for you to be like a serious playoff team in the West with some of these teams that we've talked about out West. So I don't feel like – I'm not loving the spot the Kings are in right now, but they do have a few pieces. Definitely a long road for the Kings, as <laughs> always. Never close. So, all right, this team you wanted to talk about before, very interesting team, the Detroit Pistons. They got Jaden Ivey, who people say is one of the best players in the draft. Everyone said he's the fourth best player in the draft. Get him at five. Looks like a potential star guard out of Purdue. And they also traded back into the lottery at 13 and got Jalen Duran, the young center from Memphis, who was a one and done. Uh, probably needs some developing, but he seems like he's a decent upside. They have picked Cade last year. He's obviously a terrific player. The Pistons are interesting. They've been mentioned as a spot for Aiden. I know you, you said that. Um, so how are you feeling about the Pistons? I'll give you the floor on that. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh... – a lot of names, just random names, just throwing out. And I think when I'm looking at this Pistons r- roster, like they picked up Marvin Bagley, like I touched up on. They, they did, I'm pretty sure they have Sadiq Bay still. I forgot about Sadiq. Um, nice young wing too. He's Isaiah Stewart, I'm guessing, will be coming off the bench or starting whichever or because of the Jalen Dern. And they have Luca Garza, Carson Edwards. Not about Luca Garza. And Carson Edwards, two guys that were good in college and just haven't gotten as much league time. Um, honestly, these are like like I said, I have the two lined up. I have the Pistons and Magic lined up right next to each other here. Um, for me, the Cade Cunningham, you know, and Jaden Ivey combination is winning me over. You have Sadiq Bay still there. Um, it's it's pretty. It's you know, we've seen. I feel like it's pretty. You seen the same? I have cold cash. Colby got some cold cash, but sorry about that. Add Laird. But uh, 
I'm more high on the Pistons than I am on the Magic, and I think that's an easy decision to say. Yeah. But it's it's looking good. I feel like they're building faster than people expected as well. That they are. Uh, I yeah, I agree with you. I feel the best about the Pistons out of all these teams in the top five, just because they have Cade mostly. Like he already looks like. If, I mean, look, the last game of the season, he had 45, 12, and ten against the Sixers. So like he's going to be a superstar one in a few years. If the Ivy pick pans out, he hits his potential. And if him and Cade can play together, I mean, that could be just a nasty backcourt. If you got an Aiton or if Duran develops, you still need a few more pieces, but you've got the foundation in place now. I would be very excited about the future if I was a Pistons fan. I, I like them going forward a lot. I think in a couple of years they could be – if they draft right and make smart offseason moves with Cade, as him and Ivy develop, they could be a playoff contender in the East in just a couple of years. Yeah, that would be another fun team to watch. Definitely would be a good one. All right, the Pacers, number six. They picked Benedict Mathurian. He's kind of a wing from Arizona. He's interesting. The Pacers are a little different from these other teams. Well, I guess they're almost, we'll say, a year behind, like Houston and OKC, Detroit, all these teams in, like, the phase of their rebuild. They kind of just started the new rebuild with the Halliburton trade, which was a great move. So they have one great building piece. Outside of that, though, I mean, they just traded Brogdon. The cupboard is pretty bare here. Like, they're in a pretty full rebuild. I mean, yeah, it looks like a full rebuild. But they still got some solid pieces around them. Still got Miles Turner, <coughs> Buddy Heald. Yeah. Um, Duarte, Duarte they picked last year. He's good. He's a nice wing player. I don't know if Ricky Rubio was coming back. Pretty sure he's out the door. Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. And you're bringing Halliburton back in. So, Halliburton's I mean, the best piece so far. Yeah. I was about to say Halliburton, Turner, and Buddy Heald. Those three are pretty solid. And then you hope this Mathurian kid you picked at six pans out to be everything you hope he can. If he turns yeah. into like a high end starter, that's a few pieces. But I feel like, I mean, they're going to end up probably getting rid of Heald and uh turner at some point if they can so i just feel like they're farther behind in their rebuild and they need to get another like big piece that's why i don't feel quite as good about where they are compared to detroit or even okc and houston really i feel like have higher ceilings than the pistons at this point in time yeah yeah i feel like the pacers might have the lowest ceiling of the teams that we've talked about maybe outside the rockets and kings but just because rockets and kings are just we already know usually what the Kings can do and the Rockets are just in that deep of a hole in their rebuild right now. They definitely got the assets to, to make things better. So yeah, the Pacers don't have too high expectations for them. I think they'll probably be one of those teams in the running for the number one pick next year with the Thunder and the Rockets. Uh, I feel like Detroit will probably take a step forward. Um, Magic should be improved. Kings, who knows? All right, here's an interesting one. The Portland Trailblazers, a little different situation that they do have a superstar in Dame. They picked Shaden Sharp, who essentially was this guy who was like the number one recruit. He reclassed. He was supposed to go to Kentucky. He ended up redshirting, not playing the year. Um, and they still go seventh in the draft. But he's a point guard, and he's very raw. He's not going to play much, if at all, this year. High ceiling guy. Maybe a trade piece if they try to go KD shopping. 
What do you think about the Blazers' situation? They have an interesting roster. They re-signed um, – they traded for Jeremy Grant. They re-signed Nurkic. Definitely trying to be more competitive than these other teams. Uh, with Dame coming back from injury, Shaden Sharp pick, I mean, who knows? Could be work good in the future or they could trade him for someone. What, how are you feeling about the Blazers today? Um, I feel – I'm just not confident. Sadly for the Blazers, yes, you have Damian Lillard, which pretty much propels you. Right, For right now, you have them, which propels you over most of these teams. But your end game, your end goal is still not – it's going to be the same as these teams. You know, I feel like when we're talking about the Blazers and just trying to succeed in the West now, none of these guys I feel like are going to be enough to help topple that. Uh, Jeremy Grant is a good starting piece for that. And Free Simmons, also another good piece. But outside of that, I mean, the crew is small for the, for the Blazers and Damian Lillard. Not too high on them personally. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like they're kind of stuck and they're going to eventually end up just having to trade Dame and rebuild. Um, they have interesting pieces. They have Josh Hart, too. But in the West, like, they're just not cut out for the for those top teams. Um, so I actually want to – I think we can, if you're okay with it, skip over the Pelicans here because I feel like we've talked about them a lot lately because this was the Lakers pick. So they're – in a much different situation than any of these teams. We can talk about them if you want, but I think we can go past them if you're good with it. We can get past them. I think we already know what they're about. And then Uh signing Zion, or potentially signing Zion. Yeah. All right. So we're almost through here. We got four more teams. So the Spurs, they picked number nine. They picked uh, Jeremy Shohan, who's like uh, Bill Simmons and Rosillo both loved him. I was listening to them when I was driving. They said he's kind of like a versatile, just like a defender, Draymond Green type. And then they made the Murray trade and get all those picks. So they appear to be in a full rebuild. Um, I know we, we were both kind of surprised by the Murray trade. What do you think about the state of the Spurs and where they're at going forward? Well, first of all, we can go ahead and scrap that whole pop take of the Spurs trying to make one last push for pop. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that's going to happen. Uh, we can go ahead and scrap that. But, uh, I mean, you know they're not going to just, you know, sit there and roll their bellies over. They're going to pick the people that they think are going to still be successful for the future, you know. So, for them to pick a guy like him and still trade DeJounte still should give at least the fans, you know, confidence. Like, yeah, we're probably going to be – we're probably going to be pretty shitty this year. But at least, you know, we got some confidence. At least we're picking, pick, picking people for the future, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you're if they're high on him. I don't know much about this Schoman guy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he could be a good piece going forward. You know, they still so. got they got Devin Vassell who they just drafted recently. He he's something. He could be good. Um, Kelton Johnson's a really nice player. He's actually pretty underrated. Very. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, they're in like you said. I understand, I guess, kind of why they did do the Murray thing. They're like, we're nowhere, we're not close. We're going to be in the middle. Uh, let's just go to the bottom and try to get back to the top. So, yeah, right. no time to stay in purgatory. If you want to try to just, you want to just try to finish it on this call, so I don't have to start another one. We got eight minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes. Yeah, All right, the only other teams left. Number ten is Washington. They picked Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. Who I like. I feel like he'll be a good role player. He can give you some offense, maybe a little defense. Um, 
They re-signed Bradley Beal to a Supermax, 250 mil, which is too much for him, but he's a really good player. They're an interesting team, man. Look at this roster. They got Rui, Kyle Kuzma. They traded Mont. They got Monte Morris from the Nuggets, which was sad to see him go, but I like getting Caldwell Pope. And they got Will Barton now. Um, so how are you feeling about the Wizards? You think they're right there where they want to be in that play-in tournament? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it looks like they're sticking to their motto of staying in the play-in, you know? Um, definitely I could see them in the play-in games with this roster, especially with the whole drama going over at Charlotte. So they can just easily just switch spots there. Yeah, it's interesting. I still feel like Beal's going to end up forcing his way out, and then hopefully they can start a real rebuild. Um, they'll be scrappy, but I mean, they don't really – like I feel like they're kind of stuck, um, which is why I thought they should have got rid of Beal. All right, last team, we actually talked – the Cavs picked uh, Ochai Ajabi from Kansas, which I like. Um, but I feel like we talked about them when we, you proposed the KD trade there. So I want to just end on the Hornets, the team we've said, this feels like a fitting place to end because, man, what an offseason the Hornets have had. Two guys get arrested. You lose one of your best pieces, Miles Bridges. He's probably not going to be playing basketball anymore. You have Kenny Atkinson. You give him a second chance to be a head coach. He's like, I'd rather stay and be an assistant on Golden State. Uh, and then to top it all off, do you know what the ultimate pot cherry on top is? Do you know who they hired that? to be their head coach after Atkinson turned them down? Who was that? Steve Clifford, who they fired, who was their coach, and they fired him in 2018. And then he went and coached the Magic for a little bit, uh, and then he bounced around. So they went back to a previous failure and were like, they came crawling back to Steve Clifford and, and hired him. That's sad. That's just sad. <laughs> that for LaMelo. It's been a bad offseason for Charlotte. They did draft uh, Mark Williams, a center from Duke, who could be pretty good maybe. Um, we'll see. I mean, he's a piece. They do need a center badly. I still, like you said, like them getting Aiton. They still have Gordon Hayward in his contract. They still have Lamelo's really their only bright spot. James Boatnight, they picked him from UConn last year. He didn't really do much, but you hope he can improve in year two. He's not a complete bust. Yeah, man, I don't know. They uh, – it's a tough spot out there in Charlotte. I don't think they're even going to make it back to the play-in. They still have PJ Washington. He's he's a he's something. I'm not optimistic if I'm a Charlotte fan. I'd be in on. I it. am not after this off season. I I am not optimistic. <laughs> I feel honestly. I feel like Lamelo might be heading out soon if if this drama continues. You know. Well, I'm sure he'll get the rookie max, and so he'll probably stay for a little bit. But yeah, he can't be thrilled with how things are going. I mean, a lot of this is out of their hands, but. Michael Jordan, not great, doing so great as an owner. Nope. No, he is not. Nope. No, he isn't. But, yeah, I'm just looking at this roster right in front of me, and it's it's not great. It's hard to look at. It's just <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard to look at. A lot of these dudes are old, you know. Like, these are, like, you got Gordon Hayward. We already said Montrezl got arrested. Uh, Kelly Oubre, Mason Plumley, Terry Rozier, Isaiah Thomas. Like, those are some old heads that, you know, we've already seen come and go. We know what they can do, and it ain't much. You really hope this Mark Williams dude at 15 turns out to be a good rotation player, just to give you some hope. But, man. Yeah. Tough no picture and everything. Don't feel great about where I'm at. Yeah. I definitely don't think they're going to be second in the Southeast Division. I can see that. Looking on the top of the, the little Charlotte Hornet, I don't think that's going to be a repeat. 
no. But all right, man, that was a good little NBA extravaganza there. I think that was a good place to end it. I appreciate you. Uh, I think that was fun. I liked those segments. Good, good segments. Yeah, it was a good one as always. Nice little NBA extravaganza day right before the 4th of July. Hope everyone has a good holiday. I already put the uh, other two files in the drive, um, and we'll see y'all uh, later. You might want to cut. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. For more content, follow us on Spotify or our Instagram page if we ever decide to update that. So go ahead and give us a shout. Shout. You get what I'm saying. Thank you.